0: So, Elvita, thank you very much for sitting down. It's been a long time since uh, we've seen one another. We were just talking before about, I think it was the Gosnell trial was the last time I saw you, which was a very difficult thing to sit through, I think, for everybody who was there. Well, we're here to talk about restoring unity. So, what is it that brought you to restoring unity today and this weekend?
1: If it's okay with you, as I prepare to answer that, I do want to say that during the Gosnell trial as horrendous as that was with the House of Horace and we saw his little trinkets and souvenirs, we did not know that that was going to be a tip of an iceberg kind of thing, and that so much more would happen. So, to bring that to why I'm here in Birmingham, Alabama, again, in 2015 with my mother, Naomi King, the widow of my dad, our home was bombed here, In 1963, she has her own testimony there. And as we walk through the museum, and as we are preparing to walk with Glenn and so many others, I agree, even with our Bishop Lowe, who hosted us here in his church, that we must come together. In the 1960s and uh, during the 20th century, there were songs about unity. Uh, There was one song, Come Together, Right Now. And part of the theme this time is now, right now. And the things that have happened must never happen again. I think it's very significant that David Barton, Matt Staver with history and so many other facts and information, Bishop Lowe, just breaking it down that the love of God is stronger than anything humans can do. We don't only need to be delivered. We need to be transformed. So I'm here for transformation.
0: I love that transformation. And you know, I think through, I'm 31, I'll be 32 this year, and I think through my life and feeling like race relations had been getting better, and then you sort of look at the last couple of years, um, and then these attacks, I mean, what happened in Charleston, what happened this week in Virginia. All of the, you know, why do you think this is happening? Why do you think there's almost this... And it's not just race, it's so many other things, it's just divisiveness everywhere that, that seems to be sort of seeping out. Why do you think that's happening?
1: I believe if we think about it, you had a Caucasian young man to go into a church and she gunned down nine African-American people who were worshipping and praying. And then you have an African-American young man go into a news media um, scene and then to kill the messengers of the news, messengers of the media and his response was well he wanted to start a race war I'll show him a race war but at the same time you had people who were crying out to God for unity people who were praying and I believe it is just so necessary to step that game up a time of transformational prayer, a time of transformational unity, coming together, saying, we're not going to be angry and kill each other. We are going to love each other. You know, you've got these slogans, black lives matter. And then somebody says, all life matters. And then there's a discussion and argument and a debate about who's right and what you can say or what you can't (laughs) say. Right, right. But think about this. Black lives do matter. Caucasian lives. Whether your skin is red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in God's sight. All of that matters. Old people matter, young people matter, rich people matter, poor people matter, male people matter, female people.
0: Everybody matters. Little
1: babies in the womb. Human beings matter because God's love matters. And because God loves everybody, it matters that way. Nobody's hearing that yet. But I believe with unity, as we come together, people will understand it.
0: You know, and you, you mentioned um, un, the unborn, right? And, that, and that's something that I know you're, you're very passionate about, that issue. We've seen these Planned Parenthood videos continue to come out now. What has been your reaction to seeing those videos?
1: I am a post-abortive mother. So when the first expose videos for Planned Parenthood came out, I was stunned, not because I didn't know that those practices existed, but because it was right there before our faces. And I remember the words of my uncle, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., in the 20th century saying, America will not reject racism until America sees racism. And so now, Father Frank Pavone at Priest for Life, where I'm Director of African American Outreach says, America will not reject abortion until America sees abortion. So as a post-abortive mother, someone who suffered through abortions myself with the loss of children and some health threats, and I've been forgiven, I've, I've prayed, I've been forgiven, and I'm healed. But when I saw those videos, I was like, oh, they're stunning. Um, they're gruesome. But I believe America needs to know what's happening so that we can say no more, never again.
0: And it's interesting you draw the parallel between the lesson of Martin Luther King on racism and and the lesson of sort of when you see something and it's put in front of your face and you understand it and there's a visual of it, it changes you and it changes what you think about. Nobody wants to think about what goes on in an abortion.
1: And I don't know if you're old enough, but probably you've seen it, but see no evil, hear no evil, Mm -hmm. speak no evil. And then justice is blind. Justice is not blind. Justice should be aware of the truth. And we must see, we must hear, and we must speak truth to power. And so if we're not ready to talk or speak or see, then that's a problem. And so I believe when you have so many people, not just leaders, but people uh, from every walk of life coming together. We're here in 2015 in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, led by someone who astounds everybody, Glenn Beck, when the preachers wouldn't do it, Glenn Beck would. That's what's so amazing. And so people are responding to that and we are here to come together.
0: Well, listen, I really appreciate your time. Is there anything else you wanna say before we conclude?
1: I was so touched that my mother, Mrs. Naomi Ruth Barbara King, joined me on this adventure. She's the widow of my father, Reverend Alfred Daniel Williams King, the brother of Martin Luther King, Jr. They were civil rights leaders together. Uh, Acts seventeen twenty six was one of their favorite scriptures of one blood God made all people to dwell on the face of the earth. So this is an exciting time. It's an encouraging time. And it makes a difference when we can come together and make a difference.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you.